What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar. And today, your boy is solo dolo. Now, a lot of people know Downstar. They know me. They know the cars. But uh, I don't know how many people really know the actual beginning of everything. So let's go back to uh, the name. So where did the name Downstar even come from? I always get that question, but it's either in like DMs or something like that. I don't think it's really out there anywhere. Back in, well, back for forever, I was into skateboarding. I used to always skate. That was my thing. I remember being in the uh, in the back of my grandma's house trying to learn how to ollie. She had a little brick fence. It was probably maybe about two and a half feet tall. So I'm holding on to the brick fence, just trying to ollie, ollie, and I'm getting it and I'm getting it. And then from there, I go without holding anything. That was like life. Skating was life. And I'm sure for a lot of you guys, skating was life also. It's pretty much you skated, rode bikes, played a sport, or you were into gang stuff. Now it's probably like video games or what have you, you know, but so anyways, I was heavy into skating back in the day, and then um, I was heavy into hustling. I would sell whatever, guys. I could sell whatever. I used to sell Beanie Babies. I used to sell Hot Wheels. I used to sell uh, baseball cards, Marvel cards, holograms. I've even sold change before. I've sold change on ebay that's a different story but i was always in hustling you know so when burning cds was getting big i um i bought an external cd burner just so i could like copy cds and i had a bunch of cds ranging from all types of music britney spears no doubt cypress hill tupac eminem what have you you know I just loved music and I had CDs and I would love to collect CDs. So say if my cousin would get a new CD, I would borrow it, dub it, and I just had a bunch of music on deck all the time. So when I got this external CD drive, I was thinking like, man, I could probably sell these CDs because when the Marshall Mathers LP came out, we had it like two weeks before it even came out. We were selling them at school. So I was selling them for somebody because this dude was like, here, dude, I want three bucks for the CD. You could sell it for five. I'm like, all right, cool. Just give me however many. Guys, you're, you're talking about like freshman year of high school. I would say, hey, give me some, give me 10 CDs. I would slang them in class and I would make, you know, 20 bucks. 20 bucks for a 14 year old kid that's good money so then after i got the external cd burner i was like man i have all of these cds why don't i just inventory all my cds put them on paper because i was already good at computers back then downloading songs and shit like that so i um typed it up on word typed up the whole list and I was weird like that too guys I I always like to keep things in order 
always if something is nice and neat that is like peace to me Krylon cans or you know whatever I have on my shelves I like it to be nice and neat so I made a list alphabetical order all the CDs I had and then I brought the list to school and I I don't know how I don't know how that part even started but I remember I had a physical list that I would pass around class and people would be like, oh, dude, you have that? Let me get that. I'm like, all right, cool. And I was hella into music. So I would download like rare ass Eminem tracks or uh, just whatever. I would always have the new music. I would always have new music. Me and my cousin Nando, we were like, crazy with it dude we always said kazaa you know bear share lime wire all that shit dude we always had good music so i had whatever we needed put the list out there oh i want this four bucks consistent four bucks if that's one thing that you guys notice from us is that the prices are consistent you don't see prices drop you don't see us raise prices they're consistent. The spikes have been the same price since 2010. I don't like to raise prices and I don't like to lower prices. Now on sale, we don't put stuff on sale, you know, consistent. So the CDs, four bucks, double disc, eight bucks. What's well, really good. That's what it is. So you want that CD? Cool. Give me the four bucks and I'll have the CD tomorrow. Boom, they give me the four bucks. I'll bring the CD. I was always good with my business, always. So I would get home. I would have my list, and the list would say Rebecca Britney Spears. And then the other one would say, like, Johnny Corn. Go home, burn the CDs, get them, boom, put them in little envelopes, and bring them to school. Now, I'm not 100% if I were to get the money or if they, I would give them the CD first. Because I do remember me being excited to see them and give them the CD so I could get my money. So maybe they put in the order. That would make sense, you know, at least in the beginning. But uh, I was always just making money at school. <laughs> and I would just tell my parents and they're just like tripping out, you know. So I used to skate at this time, selling CDs, just being a kid, you know. And um, I always wanted my own business. And this is pretty much as close to a business as I can even imagine at this point. So I'm like, what am I going to call it? I, I fucked with Dark Star. I'm like, man, that's a cool name. I wish I could think of a cool name like that. And I'm like, ah, Downstar. Yeah, because a dark star, what's a dark star? It's a star that's dark, okay. Downstar, you know? Instead of go with a, a color or a tone, you go with a direction. North Star, South Star, Downstar, whatever, you know? So I'm like, I'll call it Downstar. I went home. And I went on Microsoft Paint, and I made a star, colored it yellow, outlined it red, and I put down star on the bottom. 
printed that out, updated my CD list, boom, fresh, crispy. I'm surprised I didn't laminate it, to be honest. And I probably would have if the list didn't change so much because I was always acquiring more music. And then that's it, Downstar. That's me, dog, Downstar, tagging on my backpack, Downstar, on my paperwork, binder, book cover, Downstar, Downstar, everything. I always like to do graffiti anyways. I would probably write like Frank or something, just my name. But then I started writing Downstar. And this is when I was 16. So you're talking what? I don't I can't do math right now. 2000, something like that. 2001. Let's just give it 2001, okay? So it's 2001, Downstar, Downstar. Everybody knows it as Downstar. What's Downstar, dude? Oh, that's me. You know? Downstar, Downstar. And then um that just became everything. So whenever I would have to sign up for AOL, it would be downstar at aol.com you know um instant messenger name downstar everything was downstar nickname if you go to chuck e cheese downstar so that's where the name came from just a spin-off of the company dark star but it, it this all like just blends together you know so when it came time for me to uh, pick a name for my business that I was started that I'll get into right now, of course, it was going to be called Downstar, you know? Of course, that's everything is Downstar. Let's take it back to probably about 05, okay? So it's about 2005. At this time, we left Oxnard in about 2004, moved to Nevada, and in 2005, it's about time for me to get a job. Cause that was the thing. My dad was like, yo, if you come, if you come to Nevada with us, cause I was already of age. I was already like, you know, 18 or what have you, 18, 19. I could have stayed. I had a job and such. So he's like, if you come with us, I'll buy you some wheels for your Chevelle. Cause I have a 69 Chevelle and I had it ever since then, ever since I was the sophomore or the summer of junior senior year I've had my Chevelle he's like if you come to Nevada I'll buy you wheels for your Chevelle and tires so I'm like hell yeah let's do it like I don't have nothing to stay here for I don't have a reason to stay I don't have a girlfriend or anything like I have friends but I want some wheels for my Chevelle Chevelle was looking crispy because Summit is right there in Reno. So we lived about an hour away from uh, from Summit. So we would go there, get the wheels. So then it's time for me to get to work. Because I'm like, man, you make me move out here. Like, I had the typical Mexican rule. What is it? You either work, go to school, or move out. That's it. That's That was my choices. So when he made me... Uh, well, he didn't make me. That was the choice that I made. But this was the negotiation that we had. Yo, let me get there. I got to get settled. I don't know anybody besides my cousin. They lived out there. So I needed to get to feel the town, get to know things. I'm not trying to just get there and go to work, dude. Chill. I don't even have bills. My cell phone, what, is probably like 20 bucks a month. You know cell phones were mad cheap back then. 
So it was about time. And when I lived in Oxnard, I um, worked in car audio. I worked at a stereo shop here in Oxnard called Breaker Stereo. And uh, when I moved to Nevada, then I'm like, yo, I want to be in, uh, in in I want to work at Best Buy. It's right there by my pad. It's probably like 20 minutes away. I want to work at Best Buy. I want to be an installer. I want to install stereos. I like doing that. So went to Best Buy, applied. Got the job in the install bay. This is probably October of 2005, if I'm not mistaken. So my coworker in install, he would be the senior position, which means he's the like the manager, you know. And he's the one to teach me everything that I need to learn. And he has a CRX. So when I pull up, I pull up in the Chevelle. And of course, I've when I lived in Oxnard, street racing it, you know, going to meets and doing all that shit. So I was a car guy. Pull up to the install bay for my first day. I see the CRX outside. The the head manager from the inside, he comes and introduces me, introduces me to uh, my coworker, which is my uh, my the senior. And his name was Raul Ramirez. And if you guys don't know who that is, that's the uh, the owner of Checkered Sports. So this is where the story gets really weird. I meet Raul and uh, we become cool. You know, he's into cars. I'm into cars. He likes installing stereos. I like installing stereos. Like we just click because we're just whatever. We're chill. You know, he's heavy into Hondas. I could care less. I wasn't even into Hondas at all. I had my Chevelle, crispy wheels, system, raked up, skinnies in the front, fats in the back. But then, just like anything, you spend time with somebody, you end up sharing in their interest. And that's why I always say, watch who you spend your time with and watch who you hang out with because they're bound to rub off on you if you uh, spend too much time with them, good or bad. So if you're around some people that are doing some bad stuff, like it's going to rub off on you or you're going to get caught up in something that you shouldn't be caught up in. But it turned out Raul was a really good guy. He was just into Hondas. I didn't care about Hondas, but then I started caring. And then I started getting into it a lot. And then a guy from the inside, he's into Hondas too. And we become friends. His name's Gary. Shout out to my boy Gary. Then Gary ends up living with Raul. And I don't have no friends out there. So I'm like, dude, let's fucking hang out. So we go to like parties at Raul's house or whatever. And when we're talking about parties, we're talking about maybe like seven, eight people, you know. It's just chill. We're just hanging out. So I'm around two Honda dudes. These two dudes are pretty much my only friends that I have because I've never even, I don't know anybody. Dude, I'm like 19 and moved to this new town and I don't know anything besides one family. So my cousin 
his mom and his dad. That's all I know out there. So these dudes are cool. They're my age. We're like, all of us are probably like two months apart from each other. We all come from different walks of life. But I get into Honda's. I make a, an account on NWP because that's what Raul was always on. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to make my account because when I get home, then I could still go on it. And then Raul's on it. We're all chatting and, and it's a good time, you know? If you guys miss those days, those Honda Tech NWP days, like, just know you really miss something special. That was a really, really good time. And uh, I didn't appreciate those times when we were having them. But I was in. I was hooked. And then I started seeing these cars with shaved and tucked bays. And I'm like, damn, man. I never knew, like I was saying earlier, that I'm... I like things to be neat and organized. And I never knew that you can get a Honda engine bay to look like that. Because all the Honda engine bays I've ever seen is when I'm doing like stereo installs or putting an amp in or something, you know? And then I'm seeing these pictures and I'm like, wow, these dudes are killing it. So I'm, I'm getting in pretty deep. I end up getting my first Honda, which was a baby blue 1986 hatchback. I didn't do anything to it because there wasn't any parts for it, but that was my first official Honda. I actually had a six system in it. It was like four twelves or four tens or no, it was not. It wasn't tens. It was twelves. Damn, I almost disrespected myself. It was four twelves. The roof would flex like literally probably an inch. It would flex slapping, but that was my first Honda around this time. Life's happening, what have you. My parents stay in Nevada because I'm like, I want to move back home, guys. Like I'm already a young man. I'm already 21. I want to be back with my friends. I want to be back home, you know? So both me and my big sister, we feel the same way. Like, we want to move home. So let's just do it. Me and you... We'll move back home and we'll share an apartment. All right, cool. It wasn't my parents that they were tripping on us. Like, I hope to be as good of a parent as my parents were. That's how I feel about my parents. Like, I hold them higher than anything. Like, it doesn't even count. They're not even on the scale, you know? But it was like, I feel like I need to move back home. So I'm trying to transfer. And Best Buy and Oxnard, they're like, all right. We could transfer you, but we only have part-time. And by that time in Nevada, I became the senior position because Raul became a bigger position, a, a higher position, excuse me. I forget if he was working inside or he was some kind of manager. So they're like, we can only give you part-time. Whatever, B, let's do it. Part-time, I'll figure it out. I want to move back home. So I moved back home, and me and my sister find a place. Me and my sister are living together. And actually, I start at Best Buy, and they needed a new senior. 
they needed a new senior. How crazy. This is how life, like, you just have to go when it's time. Because I was going to go there at part-time, but when I get there, they're like, oh, no, we actually have the senior position open. You can have that. And it's, like, way more money than I was going to be making part-time. So that worked out. Me and my my sister find a place right down the street from the beach, dude. Like, you could open the window and you could hear the beach. And it was, like, 1100 a month. So we found that spot. I'm working at Best Buy. I'm making friends through Best Buy. I'm saving up money. And uh, I end up buying a right-hand drive. One thing about Raul is uh he was always into right hand drive so he wasn't just into hondas like he was crazy with it he had a k-swap back in like 05 like a crispy one tucked and everything so Raul's always been into like the more jdm side of hondas he's getting right hand drives he has a connect here in cali for right hand drives then i start being cool with him because he knows like that me and Raul worked together and it's just, it's the same thing. It's social media, but it was through the forum. So I knew this guy, swim fan, George, George Montes. What up, George, Shorsh, Mushi Mushi, all your aliases, bro. What up? So I live back in Oxnard. It's about 2009. By this time, my parents moved back to Oxnard. So they're living in Oxnard. So the whole family's back in Oxnard. And then I'm like, man, Raul, do you think George will be able to take care of me with a right hand? I want to buy one. Can you help me register? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dude, let's do it. All right, cool. Hit up George. Yeah, I got it. End up getting the right hand drive. So I got the right hand drive, the car to my left for $3,000. I got the car for $3,000. And if you guys remember the car when it first came out in 2009, the paint was pretty crispy. You know, the interior was like pff, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, bro. So I got the car. And all this time, since, what, 2006 to 2009, I've been on the forums following it. And just like kind of lurking because I don't have anything really to contribute. So I'll be on like the for sale threads or something, whatever. Just being in the in the mix. Just knowing who's who, what people are into or whatever. I get the car. And by this time I already had a plan. Like you're talking once the car got off the trailer in the garage. Like I was already in that day. I have a picture from that day. I had a full jumpsuit on and I'm in there just taking shit out. Bah, bah, bah. Calling Raul, sending him pictures. Hey, bro, do I need this? Nah, throw that shit out. Boom, grinding it. On it, bro. I never even fucking did a motor swap in a Honda. I never even did any. This was my, the, the Hondas before this, like I never even did really anything to them. So I'm going deep with the right-hand drive. Pause. We paint the engine bay. I shaved the whole bay, dude. My boy came. I was like, weld that hole, that hole, that hole. Bah, bah, bah. He welded them all up. I grinded them. 
I did the fucking Bondo. I told the guy that was going to paint it, like, yo, bro, I'm going to have it ready this day. Can you can you uh, shoot it? He's like, yeah, just make sure you do it. I'm like, I'm on it, bro, because I, like, I studied it. I took the time to figure out what I need to do. And plus, when I used to do stereo stuff, I worked with, like, Bondo then as well. Um, body filler, not Bondo. That's like saying uh, Kleenex or something, you know? But shout out to Bondo. So I shaved the bay, we painted it, went back to George, got the motor, put it in, and I'm getting ready to put the whole car back together because the car was disassembled. And I want some nice hardware because I don't want to use this old hardware. I don't even have a bunch of it. This car was in Japan. I'm on the forums posting away, asking questions. Of course, everybody wants to be exclusive so nobody was like, oh, dude, get him here, get him here, get him here. Oh, no, this dude sold him like he used to sell him, but not no more or something. You mean the run around. And of course, I don't even know anybody. I don't have a Honda like by this time. I've already had two Hondas, but they were just nothing. I just lowered them and that's it. I was in the culture a little bit, but I was like on the outside outside of it. So then. I'm like, you know what? Let me just do a little research. Did a little research, put my thinking cap on. I'm like, you know what? Let me check this spot right here. Because at a very young age, I realized how to put things together. Just like the whole CD thing. You know, you put the list together. You got the case. And at one time, we were doing the sticker on it. Custom mixes. I, I understood, like, the raw material of things. So I'm like, okay. If I'm going to get some bolts where am i gonna go i'm gonna take about five seconds for you guys to think about that one you go to the bolt store you feel me went to the bolt store i was like i have this what do you have that'll make it look nice show me something i'm like all right that's what's up put that shit on my build thread Oh, look at that. Got the new washers in, stainless steel washers. People are like, oh, man, those are nice. And, of course, just like I was doing. Oh, dude, where'd you get those at? I was like, wow. Well, buddy old pal, I actually got them for sale. They're a dollar a piece. A dollar a piece? I'm like, yeah, he's like, ah, I'm going to need like 30 of them, dude. I need a lot of them. I'm like, okay, cool, dude. So it's going to be 30 bucks plus seven bucks shipping. All right, whatever, man. Cool, let's do it. All right, here's my PayPal. Shot on my PayPal. And this is all through NWP. This is through PMs. Shot on my PayPal. Get it. Oh, damn, this is, I haven't felt this feeling for a while. This is like, what? I'm flipping again. People keep asking. And I'm like, a dollar, a dollar. And that's what I'm saying, dude. You got to stay firm with yourself. You got to have a value for your product. And that's it. If I sell you this lighter, I know how much I paid for that lighter. I know how much I want to sell it for. And I, I know how much this lighter is going to be worth. Whether it's worth it to you, that's that comes second. It needs to be worth it to me. The slider, 
is an $8 value, you know? That's what it is. So I've always stuck with that. The CDs, same price, you know, this first product. The first product was um, the same price, and it's still the same price. And that's what happened. I started selling bolts on NWP. And if you guys... If you guys are listening to this, if you could leave a comment to vouch, and I'm going to use that term vouch because that's super OG. If you could vouch for me because this is what it is. I know guys that can. Rodrez, he could definitely vouch for me because I was in the classified so much that some of the other mods were complaining to Rodrez saying, yo, you got to you gotta charge Frank because he's out here selling this stuff on here and this is only for classifieds like if he wants to sponsor it he could sell but businesses can't and Rogers is like nah he's not a business he's just selling it and then it started getting bigger Matt's like dude I can't like let you do it no more like these guys are on my ass and I'm like yo bro don't even trip because you gave me the opportunity. You gave me the opportunity to fucking fly for a little while, you know, at least get off the ground. And I always appreciate him for that, dude. Like, shout out to Rodriguez, such a good guy, man. Like, he can vouch for that. And then when I was building my car, I was like, okay, I want to do some new nuts. So I found nuts, and then it just started turning into something. And then... I was like, let me try to powder coat some. And then we had colors and then I found different styles and dude, it just blew the fuck up guys. Back then, nobody even really did hardware. There was the gallery fresh. That was the hardware company that I knew, but nobody rocked their stuff because it was expensive. It was it was a good value for what what it was, but it wasn't a big company, and I I want to meet the guys from that because I want to tell them that they did inspire me because they they saw the vision that hardware matters. Then I start coming out with like billet stuff, and then it's really becoming a business. So around two thousand. 2009 late 2009 so i started downstar officially april 2009 so the car i got the car in january 2009 downstar was created in april 2009 and by november 2009 i have a website up already where you can go to the website purchase the product and i could ship it so i had a whole shipping facility like however you want to say it it's an operation no matter how big or small it is is the whole shipping operation if you can go to your computer press some buttons enter some numbers and in a few days you'll get a package that i personally packed up sealed up wrote your name put it in the mailbox i sent out like dude that's that's a business bro and if there's something that you guys are hustling right now don't downplay it if you're the middleman for somebody, if you like, if you're the hat connect or the sticker connect or whatever, like, don't downplay it, dude. Like, it's it all starts somewhere. So I'm working at Best Buy. It's about 2010. Orders start getting a little busier. People are starting to catch on. Then I start kicking it with like 
these heavy hitters. When I finished the right hand, I started driving it around the In-N-Out meats and the Del Taco meats here in Oxnard, um, Ventura, Camarillo area. I meet um, a few guys, a few Honda dudes, and I meet a GPR Auto, Guillermo. What up, Guillermo? And Guillermo's pretty heavy into the Honda shit. Like, he didn't own a Honda, but he uh, he knew all the dudes. And I've been on NWP for a while, so I know who the big Honda heads are. And he, like, knows them. And it's crazy. I won't get too deep into this story because we'll get on a tangent. But um, car's finished, and he's like, dude, you got to come to uh, Nisei. And I'm like, dude, I would love to go, but... Uh, I don't know how, I don't know any car show. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll get you all taken care of. Just, we're going to leave on Friday and we'll be back Sunday. I'm like, all right, cool. You got place for us to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we end up, um, going to stay at his buddy's house and his buddy is named Robbie and Robbie's roommate is Chase from Chase Base. Think about just a regular Honda dude. But I know, like, who the celebrities of the community are. Like, I know what the businesses are, all the big cars. Like, the the most famous cars, they all have tucked harnesses by Rywire or Chase Base, right? So, he's like, yeah, we're staying at Chase Base house. I'm like, what? No way, because he's like a celeb in my eyes, dude. You're talking back in 2009. It's like, damn, that's crazy. Not only are we staying at their pad... That's where the whole facility, that's where his whole operation is being ran out of. And that's crazy, dude. Just think about that shit, man. I don't know if these stories were even significant to those people, but to me, this is nuts. Think about this, guys. Like, think about these stories that I'm telling you. So that weekend, we I stay there, and I get to meet Chase, and I get to meet his worker, Bon. And um, Bon's from Nashville, but he moved to um, Woodland Hills to uh, work with Chase. So then we go to the show, and it's the night before the show, and Guillermo's like, yo, my friend has wheels that you can um, that you can borrow. So I said, all right, cool. So we go to the house, and the um, he's like, yo, we're outside. So we're walking up to the driveway, and the garage opens, and this, uh, this dude comes out with a bandana over his mouth and pointing the gun at us. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm just like, damn, I know Guillermo because of just being in Oxnard, but I've only known him a, a month or two. I don't know what the fuck is going on. This dude coming on with a gun, and then he pulls a mask down, and he's just laughing. He's like, fucking fool. And that's Tom Cho from um, Camp 1320. Um, and if you're a SoCal guy, you know what that is. Shout out to Tom. And... Uh, <laughs> Whose house it was, trip out on this one, guys. The house that we were going to meet up with Tom at belonged to Jason Parks from FCS. I met Jason that same weekend. That same weekend, I met so many people. I met, like, uh, hey, Mikey, then. I met my boy EJ Parnell, um, Reggie. Like all the all the SoCal like San Fernando dudes, I met them all that same weekend. This is a deep ass story, guys. Like I've never even put this on wax before. 
because it's so it's it's not even real to me it's like it's like eerie how all of this stuff just happened 2010 i'm working at best buy down starts popping i mean popping to me because if i'm making fucking an extra thousand bucks a month like that's crazy dude think about how much you make right now and then find a percentage of that and then add like a quarter you know that's a big difference that's a big difference so i was making dough so like i said when i met um chase he had the worker bond bond was from nashville nashville is where they had import alliance at which this show i would only see it online i would see it on forums and stuff look big so I'm keeping in in contact with Bond because he ended up moving back to Nashville. We just kept in touch on NWP. We just kept in touch. And he's like, hey, dude, you should come out to um, Import Alliance. Uh, I don't know, dude, because the only time I've ever flown before was when I was maybe like 16. Um, there was the anger management tour in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. And my sister was going to Stanford and she flew me out. So I stayed at her school and in Stanford in the dorm. And then we went to the concert and we saw Papa Roach, Eminem, D12, um, Exhibit. And I'm forgetting somebody. But I went to that. So that was the only time I've ever flown before. But then... I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Let's try it out. I have this extra money that I'm just making. Let's just see where this trip goes. So I fly out there and I start. I, I knew people that were out there because just from the forums, I knew a few guys. So when I get there, Bonds, he's taking care of everything. We end up staying at La Quinta. And it was insane, dude. I fly to my first show that I ever do away because in May, I did iBox. So May 2010, that was my first vendor booth ever. It was like a few months later, I fly out there. Maybe I got like the vendor bug or something, but I fly out there, chill with Bon, and then I make like a bunch of connections out there. Down south, made a lot of connections over there. And then I just started traveling after that. And 2011, things like took off pretty good. So we've been in business since April of 2009. 2011, it's going pretty good. I'm still working at Best Buy. By this time, my sister um, had moved out. And uh, my coworker at the time, Rudy, which is my best friend now, he moved in, so now I have like a little operation in my room. I have a picnic table next to my bed. I have containers full of bolts. I have my laptop right there. I have um, all my packing supplies. Everything's in my room because this is that's my space. That's the only space that I have is my room. But then it started getting a little bigger and it started moving into the kitchen where in the kitchen I had like a toolbox, the roller one. It had a bunch of stuff in it. Shout out to my brother, Rudy, man. Like he, he really, he really supported at the early stages, like 
I, I might have tripped. I would have been, hey, man, we got to do something. Like, you just have all these bolts everywhere. Come on, man. This is getting a little hectic. And it was hectic for me because I, I didn't expect this, man. I didn't expect this to happen. And then me and Rudy, um, we end up moving out of that place. We both move home for about maybe four months. And then I moved in with my buddy. He needed a roommate. And then at that house, that house is where things like really got serious because I had I added like two tables. So that room became a more of a a shipping receiving warehouse office, everything besides a room, you know? I was hustling out of there. The website's popping. I'm adding parts to the website, coming up with different kits. People are rocking us like stickers, and it's just it's just a good feeling. And being from the West Coast, I, I feel like I got like a jump on it and because just being around all these big names, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, Parker from FCS, I've known him since 2009. And that's when I barely started Downstar, you know, and a lot of these relationships that I have, they've been for damn near eight, nine years. It took that getting out of my my shell, you know, because that's kind of weird. You meet somebody and they're like, hey, come out here 2000 miles away from home. I got you like we got the hotel and we got everything taken care of. You just got to come. We'll pick you up from the airport. You just got to come that doesn't seem like a really common thing, but I just had to, I was, it just felt right. Nothing about it didn't feel right. It just, it felt like that was the path that I needed to take. And that's opened up so many doors for me because I met so many people in the South and then in the West coast, like I was already surrounded by a lot of the OGs and the young OGs, we became cool. I don't know why they just they were cool with me off rip pretty much everybody in the west coast was cool with me and you're talking about sheepy I remember the day that I met sheepy I remember the day that I met Ryan I remember the day that I met big Mike I remember the day that I met Parker like I was saying like I remember the day I met Chase like I remember it's crazy dude but you have to put yourself in those situations because if I was a different kind of person, if I would have let the fear overcome me, I wouldn't have, I would not be here today. And it's all these small steps. And then when I decided to make the trip out to Honda Day, and that was about the same time that I quit my job, I ended up quitting Best Buy. And at that time, I was making good money because I'd been there since 2005 but it was just too much working at best buy took up so much of my time and then when i would have the paypal deposits from what i was making from downstar it was like why am i even wasting my time just going to this job that is not even challenging anymore and it's hindering my growth of what I don't even know what Downstar is going to become. I, I have no idea. There's no plan. It's just I had two apples. I sold an apple. I made enough. I bought three apples. You know, it's just that's all it was. 
it all just snowballed and I'm just trying to juggle it all, trying to grow with it, end up leaving my job in 2012. And that's probably one of the best, one of the best ideas I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm like so proud that I made that move because at that time, guys, I was making really good money, not doing shit. Our schedules, bro, like Rudy and I were working together. We would work so many days and then we would have a four day weekend, work so many days and we would have a four day. We were doing that for months, dude. We were set, but I just knew in my heart that time is the only currency that we do have. And I'm spending too much of my currency trying to make some money for what? Like I'm already making money doing down. So I'm making, you know, like, no, the time is not going there no more. I'm going 100% on down. So I hit the ground fucking gone, dude. So at this time, I'm like, expand, expand, expand. Let's get on our grizzly. End up going to H day. <laughs> and it's crazy, man. Because I'm on Facebook, NWP at the same time, posting up that I'm going to go to H day. Zach Poland, he went by Rogue EG6 on NWP. He's like, yo, dude, I'm going to Honda Day. Fly out to me and we'll roll out and I'll bring a tent and I'm like okay fuck it whatever like gonna go in on a hotel I'm not gonna have to pay for a car it's gonna be way cheaper plus I get it's, it's an adventure I don't know these dudes besides from being on forums so then I went to um H day got to meet all those guys out there just making more connections then coming back home just networking coming up with new ideas new kits adding new stuff to the website because I'm right now at this point I'm 110%. I'm gone, bro. Because I know that this is 100% of where my income is through Downstar now. Because I quit my job. My benefits, my good pay, my stability. Easy. Easy life. Crispy, you know? Young dude. But... I had to say, let's let's go full throttle, start traveling, start sponsoring, start making advertisements. This was never planned. It was never a strategy. It was never my end goal. I didn't get into Hondas because I wanted to start a business. I started a business because I was into Hondas and that passion just presented itself this opportunity and I ran with it and I think we did pretty good man and at the end of the day whatever happens it's all in the memories that we've had you know because no matter what happened you always have those memories with with those certain people so you just try to look at the positive things and I look at everything downstar as a positive thing like you guys don't even understand just to be able to see my pops like wearing a downstar shirt every single day that's payment enough right there you know we went to my cousin's birthday party yesterday and my older cousin ross has on a downstar hat and it's like it's worn you could tell 
It has a nice crispy bend on it. And it looks a little worn. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I wear this hat all the time. I, I wear it to work or what have you. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. Speaking of Ross, I'm going to have him on here very soon. My cousin Ross is, uh, is a great man. He's an awesome father and a hard worker. I think you guys would enjoy it. But I seen him and he's wearing a downstar hat. And that just started when I was just a kid in school. Just writing on my binder. Trying to get through the day. Just enough so I can just go skating. Let alone be out of here, you know? I don't want to be in school. So if you guys have anything that you've always wanted to do. But you never thought you could do it. Or you thought you weren't the type of person to do it or what have you. Like, I'm telling you, dude, you could definitely do it. All I wanted to be when I was younger was myself. But I just wasn't comfortable with myself. Like, I was hella small, guys. I really didn't start developing into a man till like, after high school. And that was whack, bro. But it was just like, you know, I had to come to the realization that, like, this is me. This is my style. This is what I do. Either you rock with me or you don't. I hope you do. But and to this day, to be able to be myself and express myself however I want and being able to come out with creative ideas and products like these nuts and bolts and stuff, like I don't have to keep coming up with new designs. I do that shit because I like it. I want something new for my car, so I want to plate it this color or do this or different color tone or what have you, you know? It's like art to me. It's not just, oh, let me just mass produce this. This is like art to me. I admire the the artwork that goes into it. I was just looking at the, uh, the first ever Downstar Shift Knob the spike extended shift knob. I remember the night that we designed it. I was like, no, put it like this. And he's just like this. And I'm like, yeah, but a little more art. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. You know, trims that bitch up. And when it's making, it still does, does it to me this day. When the first part off of production is coming off, you're just like, so excited so excited to see the finished product and when it comes out i shine it up clean it look and i'm just hold it i hold it in my hand ever so gently and i probably take a picture and post it on instagram but it's art to me even this what we're doing i've always wanted to do a podcast and it's for nights like these that maybe somebody's curious one day. How did Downstar even start off? This is probably the most like destiny I've feeling that I've ever had, you know? That this is my destiny. To be where I'm at at this moment right now. And I'm still growing. I'm still trying to be the best that I can be. I have a wife. If you would ask me 10 years ago. Do I think I'll ever have a wife? No, never. But that was because of the surrounding that I was around. Not that I didn't see 
a good example of marriage from my parents, but it just all the women that I guess I associated with, I couldn't see taking any of them serious enough to get married. But you just got to set your sights on the right path and you got to stay on that path no matter what it takes. You got to work hard. You got to be in it for the long run. It's a marathon. It's dope though. This is all this is all a bonus for me. If it was all to go away tomorrow, I would just be grateful for that experience cuz we've been able to have a pretty dope life as of late. It's all because of you guys, you know. It's all because of you supporting, you guys believing in us and just recommending us to your friends and to the people that look to you for advice. I appreciate that shit, man. Because you guys don't have to do that. My obligation to you is to get you the product in a timely manner. Your obligation is to pay me. Once those two obligations are taken care of, that's where the relationship ends. So for you guys to take that even further and, you know, recommend us to your friends or to even keep purchasing from us. That's big, let alone putting a sticker on your car. Like, that's awesome, man. I love that. And every time I see that, I try to comment something on it to show these people that I appreciate them. So I thought that was a pretty good deep dive into uh, Downstar, where we're from, and how we got here. And it took a, it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of criticism. I'm still going through it to this day. I have people in my DMs that uh, they really don't think so fond of me. I just, I wish them the best, you know? Because for them to be so upset at a stranger, something's really got to be going on. And I wish them well. Thank you guys all for your support. This is going to be a movie one day. I can make the movie myself. If I want it to be a movie, it's going to be a movie, you know? I want it to be a movie. And I want Christian to play me. <laughs> but you guys only get one life, man. And that doesn't mean just do whatever. You got to have class, man. You got to have character. You got to be the kind of person that when your name is brought up, a sign of respect is shown. But you got to give that to get that. That's why I never disrespect anybody. I used to, but... People change, and you got to give people the opportunity to change. We're all growing, just some are at different stages. We're all trying to figure this thing out, guys. This whole life thing, we're all just trying our best. So if we just understand that, maybe that'll calm things down a little bit, you know? There's too much bad stuff going on for us to be at each other's throats. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited for this podcast. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. And I'm going to put in my hard work, guys. Let's make this thing cool. Once again, Frank Downstar. Downtime with Downstar. We out. We out.